yes welcome to black copper lips bpm chilling with my boy david chaos no mr williams you can only meet yourself man hello hello how's it going man is it chaos williams Yes, sir. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Good to be here, man. How are nice, you? Nice to be here, man. It's good. It's good. It's great to have you on, man. Uh, I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time since we got in contact. Um, first things first, where are you from? I'm from New York. From New, New York, York, man. New York, New York. You know, it's so famous they named it twice, man. I think you're probably one of the first people I've had on the show actually from New York. So it's an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> wait there, wait there. Yeah, New York is cool, man. But I'm trying to get out of here, man. I'm trying to get out of New York. I think that's that's a, a typical thing, though. Uh, what part of New York are you from? I'm um, from Queens. I'm from Queens, yo. <laughs> then again, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the reaction. But um, I remember I was in New York. No, it's all good, man. It's all yeah, good. I, I was in New York and I was I was with my auntie over there, and she was like, was was going to the Bronx, and she was telling me about the Queens and it, and she was like, Nah, man, you couldn't pay me to live in Queens. I was like, What do you mean? She was like, Nah, man, Queens is crazy. But then again, that was like almost twenty years ago now. Now, yeah, around twenty years ago. So I don't know if Queens is still the same because what they've done basically with most of these like places that used to perceived as ghetto, they've made them really cool. Yeah. I've done that in Queens too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, they have Starbucks in Queens now. Like, star- <laughs> like, like, so that's how you know that the price is going up and everything's getting more expensive. Once you see Starbucks, man. Yeah. So yeah. they have about three in my immediate area of where I live. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, they're definitely changing making changes to queens man yeah that's most what, definitely you know back in the day they had like a i can't remember what it's called exactly maybe you can um help me with it but back in the day they used to when they wanted to get the mm-hmm. the white people out they used to move one black family in and then push the prices down and then everyone like all the white people would leave and then sell the prices higher to black people back in the day so what they do now yeah, is to reverse um, it like gentrification gentrification exactly yeah now they reversed it. Yeah. All they do is they tell all the black people leave. Put the white people put the prices yeah. up. Yo. I mean, they, listen, man. They even have a. They even have a. White folks in certain parts of Brooklyn that before they were scared to go to. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like they just kind of took over. They kind of took over the places that used they used to be scared of, man. So yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. You know that was one of the things as well when I was in Rio de Janeiro. I remember like looking up. And I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever, ever been to Brazil, but like you look up on these hills and it's like all the favelas in it. But the thing is, at the same time, they've got the best views. Yeah. They've got the best views of the seas, of the hills, you know, you, like, and I was like, watch all these, watch all these hills go up in flames in a couple of years. And then all you're going to see is, go, no, everyone's going to leave. You know, everyone's <laughs> going to be dead. <laughs> and then all these like rich white folks <laughs> are going to buy all the hills. Trust yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's crazy. So anyway, I've been listening to your podcast, man. But I have, I've never been to Brazil, actually. No. Um, I've never been to Brazil, man, but it's on my list of places that I want to go. You got to go. It's definitely on my list, man. And if you're looking to live, um, move away from America, I would recommend Brazil highly. Highly recommend it. Brazil? Brazil's the place, man. Believe me, it's the place. 
I know, I know, I know all America and the whole, we got the best country in the world and stuff, but trust me, man. <laughs> hey, I swear Brazil is something else. I've been to America, like a lot of places in America, but in Brazil, whoo. Yeah. Only, only actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give America um, a bit of do's though. Hawaii is yeah. exquisite. I don't even know if, if you can consider Hawaii to be America though, but it's a hey, Hawaii is, yeah, bellissimo. Yeah, it is beautiful, man. It is beautiful. Yeah, man. Most definitely. Anyway, um, over to you, man. So, first I've got to ask you, and I've been listening to your podcast, man. Where do you find your cool jazz music, man, in the background? I'm oh, like, you have? Yo. Yeah, I'm like, yo. <laughs> and, you got this, and then you got this, like, mellow voice. I'm like, this guy's voice, man. I'm like, yo. <laughs> so smooth, Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, man, listen. Um, honestly, uh, the whole podcasting thing, bro, honestly, I stumbled into the whole podcasting thing um i i used it uh when i was going through my book my book process um and i just fell in love with being expressive Mm -hmm. and being uninterrupted and like unapologetic about whatever my message um was at that time Mm -hmm. and so like once i got a couple of books in i was like well um i love this form of expression like i love being able to just write whatever it is and my thoughts and things like that on paper and being uh, uninterrupted in that moment. And so I was like, how can I transfer that experience to vocally, like mm-hmm. using my voice? And so after a couple of, after I may have written like my first three books, I started to um, really get into this thing of expanding. Yep. And so when I fell in love with expanding, like podcasting was just perfect. Because it, it let me get into a certain space and just whatever was on my mind at the moment, like whatever I was thinking about regrets from life or whatever, like whatever happened to come up in that moment, um, I could just use podcasting for that and just yeah. be as transparent as I could be. And once I got a taste of that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this for like years. Like this is like I love doing this. Yeah. Like I love podcasting just as much as I love books and so um yeah i stumbled man into the whole podcasting thing but once i found it it just fit That's like it, it just it just fit so i yeah yeah I, um i want to tell you a couple of lines that stuck out to me man i was listening you said there was like enlightening moments that were for me man when you said first of all when you are yeah. striving to succeed at anything you should always go at your own pace this struck a chord man i was like yo i was like yo because like I know so many people who've got to, they've got, they want to get rich today. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they get rich. And if it doesn't work after two weeks, they're like, yeah. no, I ain't doing this no more, man. Yo, yo, that didn't work. I tried something else. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, yeah. And I'm always saying to people, hey, trust yeah. the process. Just discipline is the first, the most important skill you can have. It doesn't matter what you do. If you've got discipline and you can keep doing it, I promise yeah. success. I promise that. That's what I promise anyone. You keep doing the same thing every day and keep getting better at it. At some point, people are going to clock on. They're going to pay you for your skills. Um, another one was yeah. um, one calling is a bridge for another calling. Oh, man, I love that. Yo, I was like, yo, this is that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like word yeah, one. Man, I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like, this geese is killing me, Mario. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because um, before I got into like this, this book writing space and podcasting, mm-hmm. um. I worked jobs. I worked yeah. retail and security and, and a bunch of different 
uh, places. And because um, entrepreneurship, man, was was not on my radar mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, I was very, uh, not very late, but I was not um, looking at authorship and being creative um, as a way for me to make a way for myself at the, at the time when I made the decision to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a couple of jobs and uh, I just had this notion to get into blogging yeah. uh, because I, I was having a conversation with a friend and, you know, uh, cause I used to be heavily into uh, the Zodiac and astrology. Like I, that was my thing outside of my business stuff and, and wanting to set up generational stuff. Now um, astrology was my thing. Like I loved looking up, my sign and how it matches up with the other signs and what the planets are. Like, I love that stuff. Hey, what, what sign are and you? so like, uh, Capricorn, man, just oh, had a birthday man. in yeah, January. Happy birthday, man. Capricorn's hey, me. That's my, that's my <laughs> orbiting sign. Everyone in my family is a Capricorn. My mom's is a Capricorn. It? My wife's a Capricorn. My son's is a Capricorn. <laughs> everybody's Capricorn. Trust me, everybody. Really? Yeah, my ex-girlfriends, my last three ex-girlfriends were all Capricorns. It's my orbiting sign. <laughs> Can you guess what I am, though? I'm, uh, man, um, now don't laugh at me, but I may get it wrong. Like I may get it wrong, but I'll take a chance and do it anyway. Um, I feel like because you're very like vibrant and very like, I feel your energy from here. Mm Um, I'm going to say Leo is on the tip of my tongue. Like Leo, Leo, almost. Almost. Too over, too over, too over to the right. Too deep over. into the, deep into the cold right. seasons. <laughs> but Leo would be uh, good though, because Leo. But I find I feel I find Leo people are more serious though, man. They ain't like us, you know. You got you got Leo, then yeah. you got Virgo, then you got Libra. I'm a Libra. Now Librans, yeah. if you see Leos, they're serious. Oh, are you? They're, nice. They're bubbly too. They're serious, but they're they're bubbly and serious at the same time. And you got the Virgos. Yeah. They're bubbly and wacky, man. Virgos are wacky. And you got the Librans. We're just like, <laughs> we're just something else, man. What's wrong with us? We're like, bub- we're like yeah. bubbly and, and yeah, man. at the same I mean, time. Carry on. Yeah. Um, one of my closest friends, man, is, is a Libra. And y'all are good people, man. I, I got to say. Um, I've been friends with this person for like 20 years. Okay. Um, since grade school. Yeah. So I have no problems with, with Libras. I know normally they don't really mess well with us Capricorn folks, but um, I don't have a problem with Libras. I, I don't like, and I think that's because um, because I look at the other planets too, right? Not mm-hmm. just your your main sign, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of uh, fire in my in my chart like in my overall chart yeah, yeah. so i have a lot of like sagittarius in my chart okay so um which i which i thought i would never get along with sagittarians but i do very well mm. i do get along with them very well as well and um it's funny how once you start to get into like the not just your sun sign but your moon sign your rising your planets yeah. like it makes sense on why you just mesh well with certain people and i mesh very well with uh outside of other capricorns um fire signs and air signs okay air signs and fire signs are really my closest friends right now 
Mm. You know, and so I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't read up on it. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I just I, I loved astrology and things like that, man. Before I got into all of the business side of things and like setting up multiple things for yourself, like I was a not an astrology buff, but I loved just reading up on it. Yeah. Did you ever dabble in numerology then too? Yeah. Um, I do study life path numbers. Uh, I'm a nine. Okay. I'm a nine myself. And I also have gotten into like paying attention to, uh, if you see 555, if you see mm-hmm. three, th- uh, three, 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 four, 44, mm-hmm. um, 11, 11. Yeah. I see 11, 11 um, all the time. And just the power of numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time, man. I'm like, yeah, oh, me 11, too, man. 11. Oh, 11, 11. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> But it's definitely powerful, man. It's definitely, I got to say, it's definitely uh, powerful. Like, once you start paying attention and, like, when you speak certain things at, like, certain times and then you notice, like, in a week, what you talked about last week actually comes. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's dope, man. It's beautiful. Probably good, man. Um, Okay, so you're Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Capricorn's quite laid-back people, I find. Very laid-back. Yeah. You said we are on. until we find some, what we really, really, really want to do. Mm. Once we find what we really want to do, um, I can't speak for anybody else, but we will run through cement walls to get where we want to get. Yeah, to. yeah. That's like true. once we, once we um love what we do, like that's definitely a shining quality about us, Caps. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to go back a little bit mm-hmm. to you, what you said about your jobs, because you was talking about it in one of your podcasts too, and you said you don't like retail jobs and security jobs. And, you know, I did quite a few security jobs as well, not because I wanted to. It just seemed like I get pu- yeah. like I pushed into it the whole time. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I kept getting pushed back into it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the? Yeah. I'm too smart for security. But you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to... You said something about you should never... You should always... Um, you respect people who did security because... Um, it's a hard job, you know, you've got to stand on your feet yeah. all the time and stuff. And you, you said this, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I do respect them guys, but what I do respect more than anything is I managed to hustle my way, which you said, like improvising, we're going to go into in a second. I managed to improvise using security, get to build more yeah. wealth of knowledge because I used to sit there the whole day doing nothing. So I'd be like, you know what? Let me start mm-hmm. learning the language. Let me start finding out about computers. Yeah. Let me start finding out about marketing. Yeah. Let me, and I'll through security, like you said, a stepping stone or a bridge yeah. to another platform, it got me where I am today. You know what I mean? It got yeah. me smart. I got me educated, well-rounded, you know, well-worldly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I was going to ask you, which job, like, did you not like the most? Was it security? <laughs> <laughs> or which, actually, you know what? Forget that. Oh. Which job helped? Which job helped you the most? To re- make you realize I ain't doing this no more, man. I got. Uh, which well, I, well, actually, I can answer both. But okay. Macy's helped. Mm. Macy's helped, but security was my least favorite job. Um, okay. Macy's helped in a sense of multitasking. Yeah. Um, it was at my Macy's job that, um that I really, that it really planted the seed for me to start my own stuff and yeah. do my own thing. Um, that was where I learned about it in Macy's. And 
it's funny because I, I remember uh, like sometimes, you know, the CEO comes around and everybody's like, and I knew that this was like the first time that I looked at and I was like, I know that I'm not going to be working for other people forever mm-hmm. uh, because the CEO was meant to come around and everybody was like panicking. Everybody was like, Oh my God, the CEO is coming. The CEO is coming. Oh, nervous. You're on your best feet. You're on yeah, your best yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, yo, I want to meet the CEO, man. I want to see what I want to see how they think. I want to see what they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not afraid. I was, I just, I wasn't, you know. And so now I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to because I was just an employee. So I kind of had to do as I was told, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but that was the first seed that was planted in my brain. Like this, like just something better. I don't know where, I don't know how, but there's something better than what. I'm experiencing right now. Yes. So what I started doing, um, much like you, like with security, I started just reading up on like the super successful of the world. I mm-hmm. started watching YouTube videos about um, people that live life purely free, like from a place of freedom. Mm-hmm. And so um, after I did that, uh, that's when I shortly after that started blogging. Mm-hmm. So I used my experience on my lunch break um to read up on stuff yeah now on the flip side of that there's security now security um i didn't like because (laughs) at work i was minding my business when i came to security i was minding my business i didn't bother nobody i kind of just stayed to myself and did my job or whatever the case and um you do have those managers at, at work that feel like because you stay to yourself that they could kind of just come up and say whatever they want to you and you're just supposed to like take it yeah um that turned <laughs> that turned me into an asshole at my job because <laughs> i would do things on purpose to get deliberately fired from and that's the only job i ever did that with so <laughs> at work um i used the excuse that i was doing schoolwork. Um, yeah. so i would take like a two-hour lunch break on purpose because i didn't want to be there <laughs> so i took like a lunch break for two hours um I remember there was a time where I gave myself the day off because mm-hmm. again, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be in front of somebody that was just talking a bunch of mess when I'm trying to do my job. Like I'm yeah. not bothering anybody. I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, um, if that's what I got to do with going to work every day and I'm minding my business, I'm not bothering anybody. I might as well stay home for a day. So I just yep. took the day off. Like I just, <laughs> I, I took the day off and, um, that was the only job that I purposely got fired from. Okay. Would I do it again? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. But, <laughs> but, but it, but it plant, again, it planted the seed of um, putting yourself in a position to do better mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm like to mentally um, as, like I said, if this is what I have to deal with every day, when I'm minding my business, I'm doing my job, I'm doing what I'm supposed to, and I still have to um, be at the mercy of somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Then I need to start leveling the playing field. I need to start um, taking my free time outside of my job more seriously. And so, yeah, those were the, like the seeds that really planted um, for me to branch off and like go in my own direction. So that was that. Those two jobs was where it started. Oh, Amen. Sounds good. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. 
Are you you consider yourself an introvert? Introvert, or are you an extrovert uh, now? I start- or was you an introvert? Carry on. Um, I'm a bit of both. I'm a bit of both. Um, but I'm also an energy person. So okay. it so it really depends on who I'm around. Um, like if I'm around somebody that's very like vibrant and lively, and like we can crack jokes and just have a good time and have fun, then that's me. Like that I am an energy person, so that's me. Okay. But if I'm trying to be very vibrant and I'm like, hey man, what's up? How are you? What's up? Yeah. Long time no see, man. Good to see you. <laughs> and the other person is just like, but, yeah. hello, hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> like it, it just like what the yo yo it kind of <laughs> right <laughs> like so it really does depend on who i'm around it really does like so i'm a bit of both yeah Truthfully, i'm a bit of both you know but then i also have my moments where i just like to be by myself yeah i, I yeah. do like i like to be by myself you know but if i'm around vibrant people then i'm vibrant yeah i'm the same man because when i go to like say some people's houses man their parents and they're just all like yeah what's up I'm like, yo, man, why do I have to come here, man? I don't even want to come here no more. Sack the energy out of me. You know? and, and, and like I said, I can imagine you're, you're doing like um, security as well, man. And, you know, you, you're told to like, you know, you're probably boring people, uh, dumb people. Trust me, I've done the same jobs, man. And the people in that branch, they're not, the, even though they've yeah. got all this time and they're reading all these stupid magazines. I'm like, yo, you could use your time better, yeah. man, nicely. They're so dumb sometimes, man. You know, I'm like, oh, God, no, no. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I couldn't stay in that, man. I was like, no, I can't stay in this. I need, I can't stay in this. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, I respect them for doing it because some people are happy doing that job. Some people, I remember one guy, yeah. he was so, he, he used to speak about that job with passion. But yeah, man, security, you know, and you got to watch the gates go up, you know, you got to watch people coming now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo. I'm looking at him like, yo, okay. Yeah, man. Doing a good job, Bob. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, okay, your relationship with improvising because obviously he was in these jobs and everything you've ever done. Yeah, I like the way you you broke that down in one of your podcasts too. I think it's actually one of the last ones, actually the new ones, improvising. Yeah, can you? Uh, yeah, um, I learned how to improvise, man, from a conversation that I had. Well, not a conversation, but it was like a briefing uh at one of my jobs uh because i've also worked uh with children i've also worked with children as Mm. well when i was trying to figure myself out and uh one of the things that they said at the at the briefing was um you need us we don't necessarily need you Mm. and so hearing that is what taught me to improvise it taught me to um, instead of fighting for a seat at somebody else's table, in, in this case, the job, mm-hmm. um, to build my own table. And so now um, that's another seed that was planted for me to go off in my own direction and write my own books, do podcasting, do business, perfume, whatever comes. So that was the main job that really uh, taught me to improvise. And it made me think of, of Karen o, Kevin O'Leary, mm-hmm. um, who said that he was told at his job to um, pick up, I think, gum off the floor. And, but, that, but that's not what he was paid for. That's not what he was 
that's not the job he was assigned to. And so um, he told them no. So they, they had fired him. Mm-hmm. And he went on to now you see him, he's on Shark Tank, he's a billionaire now and this and that. And, and I took that um, and I applied that to my own life. And I feel like um, things come up all the time throughout life. And so if you can't improvise, um, whether it's a job or outside of your job, like wherever, wherever at, um, you miss out on a lot if you can't improvise. And so um, in my experience, my job at with working with these children is what helped me improvise because it said, well, I don't want to be expendable. I don't don't want to be I don't want to walk on eggshells all the time. You know, and so um, that was the job that kind of s- sealed it for me to go in my own direction, yeah. to do my own stuff. Whether it's yeah. books, like stocks, podcasting, whatever I feel drawn to at that time. Yeah. Um, so now I'm in a position to build my own table. And now I can do really awesome podcasts like this. So shout out to you. Um, but if I was working, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like I wouldn't be able to set this up with us if i was working yeah true, you know yeah. so that's where i learned to like improvise all right and you know those kids will do it to you as well man take change out look on the whole world yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me <laughs> are you a family man do you have kids or um i don't man but i have like nieces and nephews yeah, and like yeah, younger yeah. cousins so, so you got, yeah like, you get to give them back in it you know you get to borrow them like oh damn no 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 Give them back. That's nice. <laughs> I wish I had that luxury. <laughs> anyway, let's go into your books. No, but kids are great motivators, man. Yeah, kids yeah, that's are great true. motivators. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's definitely. I'll keep you on your toes. Okay, um, your books. Um, I think you wrote somewhere mm-hmm. that you read six books in three months. Is that yeah. right? Or six books, six books yeah. a month. No, um, six books in three months. Okay. Um, I, re- I really started like studying again, like the super successful of the world. Mm-hmm. And I realized that um, I had some catching up to do because I was reading like one book every like four months. Okay. And um, the super successful of the world, they read 30 a books a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and so um, I really felt like I had some catching up to do, man. So, so whether it was an ebook or uh, a physical book, because mm. um, I'm open to both, and sometimes I have audio books and stuff that I download yeah. as well. And so I just went on this thing of just absorbing knowledge, just yeah. whatever I felt drawn to in that moment, just absorbing knowledge. So, yeah, it's about six books every like three months or so yeah i think the way i do it is um i read one book i've read now i'm reading two books parallel depending on what topics mm-hmm. normally one one english book one german book and then i'm yeah. listening to audible while i'm in the cars or when i'm on journeys nice so equivalent is like three books at once yeah going into my head that's what i'm always doing I, I, there's no need to be like i don't listen to radio well, I'm going to listen to radio, the same songs being played constantly. <laughs> Yo, the same, you can pinpoint, if you listen to radios today, tomorrow the songs will be exactly yeah. the same at the same time. I don't know if anyone's picked up on that. <laughs> I don't, I think I'm the only one. 
<laughs> so um and then yeah and also- I mean that's why I don't I don't listen to the radio either man like I don't feel like I'm missing anything from the radio mm-hmm. like even though it's been like a year or two since I've listened yeah. it's like AM and FM I don't feel like I'm missing anything nah man you're like, listening most of, the, most of the songs that they play I could look up on YouTube yeah <laughs> so, sure. so I don't feel like I'm missing anything yeah missing nothing uh, and then uh, obviously the the type of books you read, like I'd never read fiction books. I just get nothing from it. I like all my books have to be nonfiction yeah. or informative. You don't have to be like network marketing books or you know something how we, how you got rich, you know how you build a house. Yeah, books like that. That's always have information, but not like okay. So Cinderella got married to the prince, and everyone lived happily there after every. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. Really? So um yeah. Um what I was gonna say, your your um okay, so you wrote four books. You've wrote how 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 does one yeah come to the point where they write a book? Because you know, I don't know if I'm ever gonna write a book because my I, I don't, my grammar, you know, I, I just can't get that down, man. You know, I'm the sort of person I'll write a <laughs> sentence. No, I'll write a sentence, yeah. don't laugh, don't laugh. I write a sentence or a paragraph, and what I hear in my head, yeah, and what I see being written is two different things. Like I'll have like sixteen words missing. I'm like, hold on, I'm sure I just wrote that word. I can swear, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not there. So that's why if I was to write yeah. a book, I'd have to go. There'd be about twenty five revisions of it because I just I just missed so many words out. So how do you get the? Maybe you can help me. How do you get the discipline to start thinking? Okay, I'm gonna write a book. Do you have to have a plan? Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, here, but here's the thing. Like, books to me, um, it wasn't just me getting up and just writing a book. Um, books to me was redemption. Uh, because before that, uh, I did do that. I job hopped. Like, at one point, I wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted to do um, psychology. And I wanted to swim. Like I wanted to be a professional swimmer. Okay. So I job hopped um, or career hopped um, quite a bit before I got to this point of like books is where I'm planting my feet and this is what I want to do. Like books was a way for me to, not to anybody else, but to redeem me, like to redeem myself of going a long period of time without knowing what I wanted to do. Uh, because I saw my friends and people that were in my circle at that time, figuring it out, they figured out what they wanted to do. And um, in essence, I felt like I had to play catch up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because I saw them, you know, at the age of 20, they figured it out at the age of 22, they figured it out. And I didn't really figure it out until I was like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. That's when still quite young. Then, still quite young though. True. Yeah, I'm only just turned 33, even though it doesn't feel like it, but just turned 33. Um, But I but at the time, I felt like I had to play catch up. So I was like, well, what can I do to redeem myself? Not like I said, nobody was on top of me about anything. Nobody was saying, yeah, you got to get your life together or else like nobody was doing that. But I saw people that I was once close to moving forward. Like mm-hmm. they were moving forward with their lives. They were figuring things out. They got serious about what they wanted to do with themselves. And I think in my own little way, I didn't want to feel um, 
left out or left yeah. behind. So I, so it made me get serious. It made me get serious about what I wanted to do. And so um, that's where like this, this crazy obsession, which is what I call it now, um, with writing came because I was like, what can I do to catch myself up? No. And books was like the first thing that came to mind. And so I would wake up at like two in the morning, every morning, mm -hmm. um, and just write whatever came to mind. Like I, I would just write. Okay. And then once I finished, then I went back and I was like, okay, I'm about 40 pages in. I'm about 40 to 50 pages in. Okay. So now I can go back and edit. I can okay. go back and do this and go back and do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was like where like this crazy um, amount of discipline came from because I wanted to prove it to me that I could finish what I started. Yeah. Um, I didn't plan on making a career out of it. Initially, I was going to write that one book and then go back to something else and just go back to whatever I was doing before that. Um, but I went back and I read the, the reviews of what people, how people could relate to being introverted, but they had like these crazy dreams and these big things that they wanted to do yeah. and so like that was um the icing on the cake for me like all right i might be onto something i might be heading in a direction i don't know where it's going mm -hmm. i don't know how this is going to play out but i'm here for it like i'm here to see where this takes me man so yeah that was the seed that was planted and that's how i developed like this crazy level of, of, of discipline all right. Um, I'm looking at your titles. I believe I have them here, actually. Um, an Eagle Eye with yeah. a Lion's Heart. Can you summarize yeah. that for me? <laughs> yeah, eye. man. Um, I, yeah, uh, because I really started to study uh, entrepreneurship, man. And one of the things that I found from many of the successful people is that they know their vision way before it even comes close to manifesting. Mm -hmm. And I related that to, uh, to an eagle, right? So when an eagle has its eye on its prey, the eagle sees the, sees the prey before the prey knows what's up, before the prey can run away, before the prey can um, have a chance to escape. The eagle sees it already. So mm -hmm. eagles have very uh, keen senses of, of vision. Yeah. And they can see things from a mile away. And so um, I adapted that to uh, being entrepreneurial, being creative, you know, and having uh, a certain vision for your life that you want, that sometimes people that you tell it to may not see. They may think that you're out of your mind. They may think that um, what you're doing is never going to happen. But you know it will. You know that for sure that it'll happen if you just put in the work. Mm -hmm. And so I related that to, uh, to this whole entrepreneur space and being creative. I related it to that. And um, the lions part came because I love lions. I have a thing with just looking up lions and how they like are super calculating with their families. Like a lion just never comes out and just rawr. Like they never do that. Mm -hmm. they, there's always a plan. Yeah. Like there's always a plan. Like the, the lioness might take it from the left, they go right or whatever, but there's always a plan. And so 
um, that's how I came up with um, an eagle eye with a lion's heart. Because you got to be lion-hearted and you got to have ego vision to get what you want. Yeah. Okay. And the second title is Entrepreneurial Spartans. Entrepreneurial Spartans. Yeah. Can you give me a mm-hmm. summary on that? He said, actually, a grandson's tribute. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that was uh, that was in a, written in the form of a letter. Um mm-hmm. Because my grandpa is no longer with us. He okay. passed a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, I was at a crossroads about a decision. And um, my grandfather visits me through dreams. Oh. Um, I know that different people talk to different people different, mm. but he visits me through dreams. Okay. So whenever I'm at, like, whenever I'm not sure what to do, whenever I'm puzzled about something, uh, I may have a dream about it and he may have a conversation with me during the dream at some point. And um, I was at a crossroads and he came to me in a dream and I said, uh, grandpa, I don't know what to do. I'm confused, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever I said. And um, he showed me the direction that I was supposed to go in. And so once I woke up, once I woke up, that was like the first thing that came to mind, just, Entrepreneurial Spartans, grandson's tribute. What would I say if he was still around? What would I say to tell him what type of person I turned out to be if he was here? What would I say? Like, what would I tell him what I, what my experiences have been? Where have I been? Where am I going? So, yeah, like that's where the whole entrepreneurial Spartans came from. Like, it came from a dream, it came from a dream conversation that I had with somebody that I had passed on. Great, great. And then the third title is um, Lions and Wolves, the difference between entrepreneurs and network marketers. I guess that's self-explanatory, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I can give it a brief expression. Yeah, um, okay. I mean, explanation. Um, I've been in the network marketing space mm. and sometimes people may get the two confused. Uh, network marketing is not really entrepreneurship, even though it's a bridge. It's a bridge. It's a gateway to that. Mm-hmm. If you use the money that you get from network marketing to start your own stuff, then it can be a bridge to entrepreneurship, but it's not necessarily entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to like explain the difference uh, because I, I had been around both. I'd been around both. Um, and sometimes it is easy to get the two confused. Nothing against them because I learned a shit ton of stuff that I apply now. Mm-hmm. So nothing against network marketers, but um, it's not necessarily entrepreneurship. Not really. Okay. And then the last title is Heavy in the Head for Those Who Wear Crowns. Now, um, actually, give us a quick, sum- a quick summary on that. Yeah, I mean... Um, Heavy as the head for those who wear crowns was based uh, a combination of all my experiences. So flashbacking to when I wrote my first book, flashbacking to uh, being able to speak at a podium. Uh, when I went down the street to uh, the public school that I was a student in and being able to talk to the kids now, mm-hmm. um, just a combination of, of experiences 
And um, I feel like there, there are kings and queens in everybody. Yep. You know, it just depends on how you see yourself, what your mindset is. But I feel like everybody is a king or queen in their own right. Now, it doesn't mean that you got to be a billionaire to be a queen or a king, mm-hmm. but um, but it's more of a mindset thing. Like it's, it's mindset. So I just kind of took people down the, the trail of how I went from not knowing what I wanted to do to now it's like, okay, I want to plant generational wealth. I want to own stocks. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And just the importance of ownership and how uh, that was one of the major lessons that I had learned from my grandpa was owning things and owning stuff and not always being the, uh, the please pick me, the please yeah. pick me person. Because yeah. um, I remember being that person and it wasn't fun. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of show people like, listen, like, I'm no different from you. I just applied myself. I just found what I wanted to do and I just apply the shit out of myself. And so I feel like there's a king or queen in everybody, you know, and I just want to help people bring it out. Yeah, but um, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were speaking about that also. Um, you went in to say mm-hmm. there's a responsibility that goes with labeling yourself a king and a queen that a lot of people don't like represent or try and live up to. I love that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, cause I, I, I go back and I, and I, uh, cause I think one of the things that I had spoken about on my podcast as well was, um, the quiet nights as well. Mm. Uh, I do have, um, moments where I do second guess and I do try to, am I making the right decision? Am I really doing this? Am I really doing that? Like, am I making the right decision? Sometimes I do. I second guess it. And um, being a king sounds good. Mm. Or queen, it sounds good. It sounds good in conversation. It sounds good um, when you're telling people, like, yes, I am the king of my life. I am the queen of my life. I am Superman. I am this. Like, it sounds good. But can you live up to the title that you're giving yourself? Yeah. And some, and I think uh, that is also a question that you got to ask yourself as well. Like words have power, don't get me wrong. And you always want to speak positive things over yourself, but can you live up to what you're asking? Can you live up to what comes with being a king? Cause there are sacrifices that come with that, yeah. that sometimes it's small, sometimes it's big, but um, sacrifices come with it either way. You know what I mean? So and that's what I was thinking about when I said that, like when I came up with that episode. Mm. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks for that. I need to read one of your books, man, or something. I need to, I need to get a hold of one of them, man. I, I love it. You know, <laughs> so, so I've had a couple of um, um, writers or authors on the show. And I'm always like, I want to read yeah. your book, man. And uh, it's like, I tell them that. And then that's the last I hear of it. And I'm like, where's the book? I need a book. I'll buy it. I'll buy the book, and and I still don't have no books, man. Uh, anyway, so um, I was looking really? at your yeah. No one, no one sends me links. Nothing. They're just like yeah. Actually, there's one uh, woman I, I love it a bit. Uh, Nijama Smalls. Uh, she wrote the book, the emotional um, yeah. wounds to the black woman. 
How to Heal Emotional Wounds of Black Women. Great, great title. I'm sure the book's great. I'm sure it's really great. And one day I'm going to read it. And she's, yeah. I know she's listening. If you listen, I want my book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so your future, uh, your future yeah. goals, uh, you want to start a hotel business. I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you know what? I actually wait, charging my phone. Um the hotel thing, man, it came from just thinking of what would be a great way to have everything that I'm doing in one place. Yeah. Because everything that I'm doing is is connected. Um, from the books to the perfume to wine to uh my podcasting stuff, like everything is all connected and everything can kind of um, be woven in and out of each other and intertwines really well. And I was like, well, if I could have everything all in one place, like what would it be? And so like the hotel just seemed like a good fit. Like it just seemed like a perfect fit to what I was already building or what I'm currently building. So that's how the hotel aspect of it kind of came into into the forefront yeah man sounds great man um the the perfume how do you get into selling perfume uh well again going back to books uh books was the foundation for everything man um Mm -hmm. i fell in love with with just being expressive you know and using entrepreneurship as a form of uh, not just business, not just not just business, but expression. Mm. And I felt like there were multiple ways to express yourself. And so um, what I wanted to do, because uh, I felt like it would be a nice legacy piece, was I wanted to add, because uh, I had my own scent at one point, um, but unfortunately my Facebook was hacked, so I got to rebuild. But um, I felt like, Adding that to adding that my grandfather had a scent, I had a scent, I found close friends that wanted scents themselves. Like I just felt like it would be a good um a good legacy piece, you know. And so that's how the perfume aspect kind of came in to everything. Cause I just used my experience with books and I loved um creating books. So I was like, well, what else can I create? I created books and that was great and that was fun. So what can I add to it? Like, what, what else can I do? What can I add to it? And so that's where, like, the perfume part kind of, did. again, it fit. Like, it just, it fit. So mm-hmm. anybody that buys a book or shows love or shows support, like, I just send them a sample. Yeah. Like, I just send out free samples. That's sick. You know, you can put that scratch and sniff thing on there, you know, that little sticker, you scratch and sniff your ass for scent. Oh, yo, that's <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> nice. Yo, perfect. You got yourself an idea. You know, I said to my last guest, I said, any ideas, right, any, <laughs> any ideas you have a black optic, you transfer all the 15% of the procedures to me, the Black Optic <laughs> Foundation. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I like that idea. And obviously, don't worry, wine, I'll give you your 10%, man. Yeah, good, I'll give you your 10%. <laughs> and, and the wine, obviously, that um, wine is lucrative, man. I had a friend who used to dabble in wine, and trust me, that is, yo, that's big money, man. Really, wine. No. So do you think that um, 
was like when your friend did it was it like its own separate like entity was it its own thing or did they combine it with something like how did they get into like the wine space you know what actually got two friends who do it actually um one's like a wine kind of sir man he can taste it he does all that stuff and i'm like yo what what <laughs> what are you doing man just drink it <laughs> and uh um his family owns a vineyard in it so when they own the vineyard you're already, you're already set up do you know what i mean you set up you just have to crush it down and you got wine yeah and you all you know how it is man some of these people have got like good head starts already so and i think the one other guy too because i was quite young when i knew this guy i knew he's um how did he get in? i don't know all i know he had a load of clients i actually don't even know how he got into it to be fair you know those are close guarded secrets man i don't tell you man i don't want you getting in there either so and i wasn't that interested in it yeah i just know that that they make a lot of, like that guy's house so i was like yo look at this geezer's house man it was proper like mm. a huge big massive like a castle i was like what you do? Yeah, wine. I sell wine. I was like, you sell wine, you got a castle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I can't really, I can't really give you any tips. I could probably ask around them if, if you don't know anything about it. But um, yeah, I couldn't really help you any further. Than yeah, I mean, I'm always down to learn more about like the wine space. Hmm. Uh, because one of the things that I wanted to do, man, was I wanted to approach wine from uh, not just not just red and white wine, but also like fruit infused. Yeah. Um, I do know that there's a market for fruit and like wine infused with, uh, with fruit. Mm. So that was really going to be my, my angle um, instead of just going red and white, you know, because everybody is doing red and white, like yeah. everybody. And so. Um, yeah, I was going to go the fruit and cheese route, like mango wine, pineapple wine, yeah, uh, rose wine. I was just going to go that route. Yeah, man. It's definitely a market for that stuff. Definitely. Um, all right. Last question for today. Tell us about sure. Operation Yellow Brick Road. Uh, Operation Yellow Brick Road, man, is a mentoring program that mm. it's in the works it's not set up yet but it's in the works and that was conversation uh i had a conversation with somebody that encouraged me to take a break uh because in capricorn fashion i hate breaks <laughs> so, <laughs> um so uh they encouraged me to really like just take a break like for once you know because um I didn't realize my own progress. I didn't realize that I had written four books. I didn't realize that I had now have this podcast. I didn't realize my own progress because I was so caught up in the hustle. I was so caught up in um, just getting to where I was trying to get to that I didn't pause for anything. I didn't take a break. And so once I did, um, and was able to realize how far I've come on my own journey. Uh, I looked at it like a yellow brick road. I, I did. I looked at it like, okay, so anybody that's that follows or decides to read my stuff, they could take some nuggets. They could take whatever resonates with them and apply that to like their own life. Mm. And so um, once I paused and, and really 
took in everything that I had been able to do from stocks to books now to podcasts um, and really took a, a genuine break. Like I didn't try to force myself to work or nothing. Like I just took a day off. Um, the mentoring program really just, again, it fit, you know, and I was able to really realize my own progress. And so, uh, cause I've also volunteered with people that have disabilities mm-hmm. and, uh, going back to when I spoke on the podium, um, one thing I realized about people with disabilities, they have dreams too. They have big dreams and big goals and big things that they want to do, you know? And so, um, but sometimes they're not aware of the fact that they're being talked about. They're not aware of it. It doesn't mean that they're oblivious. It just means that they're not aware Mm. because they're not mentally capable of, once I thought about that experience as well, I was like, what can I do to kind of help somebody else out? the same way somebody else helped me out, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, that's where the whole Operation Yellow Brick Road um, aspect of what I'm doing, that's where it kind of came from. Because I was thinking about my own progress and then also like people with disabilities and it might be delayed or whatever, who also have big goals and big dreams. Um, so yeah, that's where the Operation Yellow Brick Road, as far as philanthropy and like giving back, um, yeah, that's where that part came from. Yeah, man. Just taking a break. Sounds good, man. Hey, you got a lot ahead of you, man. You got a big career, big future. Uh, you're reaching that age now where you've become, you transition from a young man to someone who's considered yeah. wise. That's what you're going to do. I find, I find that happened with me too. I'm a little bit older than you. I'm like 38. And um, I realized yeah. that now I'm starting to get like different knowledge, man, different inputs. Like my, like a, so my brain's been updated now. I'm like, yo, I'm better now than I've ever been, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. that's where you're heading as well, man. I can see that the transition's beautiful, man. You're, you're going to be all right, man. Trust me. Just just uh, remember the one word discipline, Thank you, man. man. <laughs> and I think you've got that anyway. Like you said, you had your granddad still helping you out, um, yeah. giving you good advice. Yeah. Uh, trust me, as long as you've got someone strong there who can push you. Because a lot of us, um, like obviously African-Americans, we don't have yeah. a strong family unit. You know, most of us don't. You know, dad's either gone or, you know, yeah. mom's not around. You know, just one of them ones. It's just normal. And uh, yeah. when you got somebody there, you can always, like, that's your benchmark. You always look back to that person and say, that was the person, man. I'm going to do it for him. That's my faith person. Yeah. And that's what you got, man. You're going to be all right, man. You're going to be fine. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. Because some, hey. sometimes, man, I wonder about, um, even though I have faith, I have faith in where I'm going. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I wonder, where is this taking me? <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I knew sometimes, man. But I appreciate that. You'll, you'll be all right, man. Trust me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're going. You're going to get there. And like you said, it's your own pace. You know, yeah. it might not happen next week. It might not happen in a year or two years. It will happen, though. That I can promise. As long as you're still doing it, don't give up. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to paying you to be my mentor. <laughs> Actually, no, no, scratch that. No, scratch that. I look forward to staying in your hotel. I want, I want, I want my grapefruit wine. I don't want my penthouse suite on you, on your house. You're paying. No, no, no. Anyway. Yo, you know what? You know what, man? I might set you up, man. I might set you up with that. 
Careful. <laughs> uh, okay, man. Yo, we, we we smashed it, man. It was a great interview, man. I felt good. Um, I'll give the floor to you for a bit, man. Give me all your handles, where people can find you. You know, yeah, man. First, um, shout out to shout out to you, man, for having me on. Much love. Um, I am like Kyle's Enterprises is my main thing all across my uh, my social media. Um, I have my Instagram as well, so and I'll spell it out because people butcher the fuck out of my name, so I'll just <laughs> spell it out. Um, it's K A Y L E S Enterprises, and that's the same for my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page with that same name as well. Um, and if anybody wants to con- connect with me on on Clubhouse, that's my name on Clubhouse as well. So again, it's K A Y L E S Enterprises, um, and that's my that's my handle all across my uh, social media. Yeah, man, sounds good. Yo, David Williams. Yes, sir. Remember to like, <laughs> comment, and subscribe. <laughs> and I'll get you back on. I'm gonna get you back on in a couple of months. I'll reach out to you, man. Uh, it's full at the moment, but trust me. I'll Most definitely. Yeah, okay. we're gonna stay connected, man. This is not yeah. a one. This is not a one-time thing. Yeah, man, for sure. All right. Go, all right, man. I'm gonna keep listening to your podcast. I'm gonna send you my books too, man. Um, which ones do you want? <laughs> I heard this one. I heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you send me your books, I'm gonna do review on it. A proper review on your books live. All right. All right. Don't man. be in your inbox by the night, man. All right, cool, man. Sounds good. <laughs> All, All right. right. Then. Uh, peace out, man. I'll see you later. All right. Much love, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.